There's obviously lots of water trapped in low-lying areas, and that's creating optimal conditions for mosquitoes and waterborne diseases. And if you've ever had Ross River fever, and thank goodness I haven't had it, but I know a mate who has, uh, it's debilitating. You'll know what I'm talking about. You don't want to mess with it, which is why Brisbane City Council is kicking into gear, announcing extra mosquito spraying activity across the city. And joining me now, Brisbane City Councillor Kim Marks, the chair of the City Standards Committee. Councillor, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Now, mosquito spraying is nothing new. So explain to us the importance of coming out strong right now after this rainfall. And I understand you'll be uh, looking at, you'll have the chopper out tomorrow morning from seven o'clock. Correct. So it'll be up in the air from 7am. It'll potentially extend all the way through to um, Thursday um, afternoon. So sort of another 24, 48 hours of spraying wherever it needs to go. We have always been strong as far as uh, mosquito um, task force spraying and that stuff goes. We've been doing it for many years now. Um, we've always had an unlimited budget for our spraying um, and we have two full-time entomologists that um, work with Brisbane City Council that are always on the ground. They tell us where to spray and when to spray and um, we're out there amongst it all the time. All right. Now, Kim, what we'll do is take you through uh, Alice is through a couple of the arees that are actually being affected uh, Tinchy Tamba Wetlands, Bald Hills, mm. Brighton, Boonda Wetlands, mm. Brisbane Airport, Port of yep. Brisbane, Pinkenba, Tingalpa, Hemant, uh, along Balimba and Tingalpa Creeks, as well as Mud Island, St. Helena Island, and yep. Green Island. So, how many hectares all up have we got there? Look, that's all really normal areas for us. We have something like 11,000 hectares of saltwater, a salt marsh breeding habitat that's covered by the aerial treatments this season. Um, we're currently spraying 2,400 known breeding sites per week. How many? So 2,400 known breeding sites. So we have um, little instruments, if you like, at these all of these locations, which are checked on a, obviously a very regular basis, um, and then they're treated. So we have a full team out there, not only obviously the aerial helicopter spraying we have, we have guys on the ground um, using like a, a hose spray technique from a truck. We have them out there on the quad bikes as well um, that can get through those marshes without any t- causing any environmental damage to the ground. Um, so we've got all of that within our arsenal and we use all of those resources all the time. So what sort of mozzies are you targeting? Is there a particular breed that... Well, uh, there's the two. You've got the freshwater mozzies, which obviously are a problem after the wet um, summer. Um, and those, um, like we, we treat 1,100 of those um, pretty much every week of those breeding sites. Um, and then we've got the salt marsh mosquitoes, which are the ones that you were talking about in the mangrove salt marshes. And they, they hatch on the big spring tide. They're the kind of more aggressive species um, and they're the ones at the aerial program. We want to catch them with them. There's a particular one out at the moment. It's a big grey mozzie. People have even been talking about it on the social networks about this is a different looking mozzie. It's a big grey one. It it absolutely is a big grey one. She's a female and she's she's quite brutal. She's out there looking for protein and she will bite you through your clothes to get the blood. How big are we talking here, Kim? Big enough that you can actually see her quite clearly. People have noticed a marked difference, and they're like, "This is these giant mozzies." So you know they are. She is pretty. She is pretty large. Um, so she'll hang around for a little while, just waiting for the right tidal wave to come through. And as soon as it does, out she pops. 
um, and that's when she hatches. So that's why we're we're out there keeping an eye out on her. So um, we're, we're hoping to, to get rid of her um, as quickly as possible. But mozzies at the moment, even though I know a lot of people are talking about them and they're, they're, they're sort of quite busy, if you like, and there's a lot around, and I think people are obviously spending a lot more time outside in this horrible weather when it's not raining. Um, but in actual fact, if you look back at the graphs all the way back to 2012, which I looked at last week, 2014, we had twice as many as what we've got now. So we're, I hate to say it, but we're kind of a normal mozzie breeding season at the moment, even though it sounds a bit more brutal than it potentially you know, usually is. And it's really serious when um, you have these mosquitoes who... Um, you know, they're able to carry these mosquito-borne diseases. And I mentioned Ross River, but you've also got... I heard that. Yeah, the Barmara Forest. You've got dengue fever. So it's really important that we stay on top of this, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And look, you know, mosquitoes don't know boundaries. So the Lord Mayor and Mayor um, Power from Logan set up a mosquito task force back in March 22, which I head up. Um, for Brisbane City Council, and we get all the mayors or councillors and experts from all the um, local councils all the way up to Scenic Rim, et cetera, um, Gold Coast, Ipswich, Logan, um, Redlands, Moreton Bay, um, because obviously mozzies don't know boundaries, um, so we need to make sure that all the councils in our local area are all on board. Some of them we found didn't have a lot of um, treatments, didn't have a lot of technical support, um, didn't have a lot of intelligence in that space, so we've um, we've all got together and we've lent out that, as it were. So we've got our entomologists have been out and worked with other councillors and council areas so that they can assist as well because, yeah, mozzies unfortunately have a tendency to fly. So we all need to work together in this space. And, and the helicopter crew works for a number of different councils, obviously not just Brisbane. Can they fly far? The mozzie? Mm. <laughs> actually don't know how far they fly. No one's ever asked me that question. Because they only live for a month or something. Is, is Yeah, they're not, they don't have a big lifespan, which is very good. So they basically they want to feed um, and then they want to breed and then, then they die. Um, but we want to try and kill them before they breed yeah. is the idea behind uh, it. What sort of spray do you use, Kim? Is it, uh, obviously it would be um, safe. Yeah, it is. It's a safe spray. I don't remember the actual name of it, but it it is one that because um, people talk about midges as well, and yeah. they're a very different insect. And we do not spray for midges because that is something that if you were to use that, that is way more. Um, we don't have anything like that in our arsenal. But yeah, definitely very safe for um, other wildlife. Obviously, the fact that we're spraying over mangoes and all that sort of mangrove, sorry, um, all those sort of spaces have got to be safe for the environment. We just want to get the mozzie and nothing else. Mm. All right. Well, great to chat. And, and I've, we've learned something today, haven't we? Like there's a monster female yeah. mozzie breed getting around Brisbane and um, hopefully we don't have to put um, saddles on them. Otherwise, well, that would be a problem. Not. Hopefully not. Hopefully we've managed to get get them all. Um, but we can, if we can ask residents to please, obviously the rain comes and goes, maybe empty out those containers. We talk about this all the time. Have a quick check around your yard. 
anything like that because those mozzies just want the water and that's what they'll bring mm. from. So, And also as a quick shout-out to all the, our people out there at the sandbag locations, depots. Sure. Sandbags are all loaded up and ready to go if people need them. Those, those sites are manned also for the next couple of days. So I think we're mainly okay on the south side. I think Bray Park and, and, and a bit of Pullenvale got a bit of a copped a bit of a flogging, but, um, but I just want to let everybody know that those sandbags are out there and ready to be used should anybody want them. Just a sort of question without notice. We don't control mm. bees or anything, do we? Like they just... Well, we don't. As a council, what we do, though, is if we get residents contacting us as a council and saying there's a beehive somewhere or there's something like that, we will send officers out to look at them. Um, right. And if they are posing a threat, we will move the hive for okay. them, yes. Good yes. call. Yep. yep. Mm. All right. Hey, I really appreciate your time, Kim. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Anytime. Thank you. Bye. There, there she is, Kim Marks. She's the chair of the City Standards Committee.